Hey there. Thank you for tuning into the Unsearchable Riches podcast. Praise the Lord. I hope and pray that you're doing good. This is the 10th episode of the Slender Path series. It is called A Spiritual Rebirth. In case you were waiting to hear about the first step of the Slender Path, here we go. A follower of Christ and many others would very well know about a born again experience. I hope that this episode gives you a deep insight into it. If you're wondering about the number of steps in this path, there are 6. Who determined this? Please follow through. A heads up is that there are many doctrines around this which may subdivide these steps, completely ignore or disapprove any of it. The ultimate source regarding it is the Holy Bible. I would strongly recommend you to compare the doctrine I share with what is evident in the scriptures and then make an informed decision if possible kindly listen to this with a non-denominational perspective we are not hardwired and we always have the free will to either accept or deny the truth may be ignored covered or misunderstood however it neither can be destructed nor buried forever i would like to begin this with hebrews chapter 3 verse 15 Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. When a Christian talks about Jesus, it is immediately tagged as a conversion or an attempt to convert. Only the word of God tells you what a real conversion means. Acts chapter 11 verse 26 describes the scenario where the followers of Jesus were called Christians at Antioch. These followers didn't have to take time and come up with a name for their group. The grace of God which was evident through them and their solid faith was a prime reason to be named as such. What does this mean? Just by being born in a Christian family or considering Jesus as a great historian, teacher, philosopher or prophet doesn't make one a follower of him. The fact of the matter revolves around being cleansed and becoming a new creation. What does this mean? The word holy can only be attributed to God. Unfortunately, we use that with profane words. Note that there is none as pure, righteous, and holy as God. Something with the slightest blemish is termed as impure or filthy. God brought the entire creation into existence with his word, but had created man and woman in his likeness. They had God's glory, eternal life, entire creation as an inheritance, free will, and fellowship with God. None of the other creations were covered in his glory except for this couple who later fell short of it. They liked the idea of becoming God when they didn't lack anything. This is when this new creation became a sinful one and brought punishment, curse, and bodily death for the later generations. This nature of sin showed up in the works as one started to know good and evil. I've elaborated it in the first episode of the series. How many times did we lie, cheat, steal, hate, covet, lust, be disobedient and use profanity? Most of us have heard the 10 commandments. Breaking any of it would lead to being separated from God and that person becomes unholy. In simple words, a bad person. There are many commandments and laws. Jesus while being in human form had lived life according to them. and had fulfilled the prophecies that's when he gave two new commandments 
unto which all the law and the prophets hang. This is in Matthew chapter 22 verse 40. The first one is, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. The second one is, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. These two commandments have set a new standard altogether. If hate against someone is within you, it is murder. You look at someone with lust, you've already committed adultery in the heart. It is a struggle, but kindly note that Jesus had already overcome all of this while being in a human form and eternally stands as an ultimate example of how to live a godly life. The sinful nature of a person is a huge barrier to have fellowship with God and be saved from eternal judgment. Remember, the Word of God states that there is no reincarnation but resurrection. The Bible states that the one who was saved will go through a bodily death but then find eternal life for the soul, whereas the unsaved will go through a bodily death and the soul will be put to eternal damnation which is called the second death. It is not just about the burning, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Understand that being separated from God eternally is the worst of all. Having no chance of hope, mercy and forgiveness is a dreadful situation even to imagine. In John chapter 3 verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Remember the word conversion I spoke about earlier. It means to be born again as a new creation, which is only possible through the forgiveness of sins. I'll talk more about it in the next episode. Currently, I would like to walk you through a step for the remission of sins and it is called repentance. The dictionary defines it as a sincere regret or remorse. If you look at the worldly law, whenever a person is pardoned or forgiven, it doesn't always mean that he or she had learned from their mistakes. The freedom obtained here is associated with time. Let's look at how the Word of God describes it. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 states, Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Repentance begins with being pricked in the heart. In other words, it means being convicted of sin. You know how it feels when our conscience pricks when we are about to do something profane. Also the way it rebukes us after we've committed it. Term it as guilt or an eye-opener, but you're getting the essence, right? Acts chapter 2 verse 37 uses this word to describe how the people felt after they had heard the first message of the church through Apostle Peter. When they heard about what Jesus had done for them and what's in store for them, their hearts were pricked. The immediate response was, Men and brethren, what shall we do? When you're about to repent, are you doing just for the sake or do you mean it? Imagine the scenario where someone had bypassed your suggestions but feel sorry later. Wouldn't you think if they're sorry really means something or is it just an act? Likewise, before we mean it, we feel it. That's the burden one should have. The right way to begin is to understand the gravity of the deeds committed and the harm or effect it had caused. Then follows the true repentance. 
It's sad that we live in times where the usage of true is necessary due to massive abuse. True love, true agony, true desire, true passion, etc. Alright, true repentance is an experience obtained by the contrition of heart which is caused by the conviction of sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 states, For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Repentance then leads to confession. It's not just confessing and forsaking the sins committed in one's past. It also means to confess with faith through the mouth that Jesus Christ is, is the Savior. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 states that if you confess with your mouth about Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 states, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Do you have to yell this out on the streets or amongst a group of people? Remember that this is something between you and Jesus. You need not have any other person as an intercessor for this to happen. Nobody can forgive sins except God. A saint is prone to temptation and sin, but God isn't. No recommendation is required here. When this happens, we are justified. It means that being accounted as one who has not committed any sin at all. Romans chapter 5 verse 18 states, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. This justification paves the way for sanctification. Living a consecrated life begins from here. Being set apart for God and bearing righteous fruits is what sanctify means. How else can we go on to perfection? 1 Peter 1st chapter verses 13 to 15 states, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest ye hopefully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. But as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. In case you're thinking, if I've forgotten about the water baptism, I haven't. I'll talk to you about that in the next episode. Some tend to delay or take time for the water baptism. Being sanctified in the meantime is very important. Otherwise, there is no meaning to all of this. Now, if you've done this, praises to God. I would like to end this episode by talking a little bit about restitution and reconciliation. Restitution means the restoration of something lost or stolen to its proper owner. Luke chapter 19 verse 8 and Ezekiel chapter 33 verses 12 to 15 describes it. Zacchaeus, a corrupt tax collector, repents and states, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. According to the scriptures, 
it is unlawful to possess something which was taken by force or deceit belonging to someone else. Reconciliation means the restoration of friendly relations. It can be both ways. You being forgiven by someone and you forgiving someone. Matthew chapter 6 verse 14 states, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. You know what? When all of this happens, the first move in the slender path has been made. I appreciate you taking the time and listening to this podcast. In the next episode, if it is God's will, I will give a deep dive into the water baptism. Take care, stay safe, and God bless you.